Aloha, Jay. It's Brian. Just listened to the journal, 116, and wanted to give you a bit of support. I, I'm sure you'll hear it from others and have before. Obviously, the journal, you know, the podcast, the blog, all of these are yours. You know, your personal creations for you to voice your opinions, your thoughts, explore topics. Uh, it's. I, I mean, I don't want to be too dismissive to say that whoever it was, kind of, you know, the troll poking at you should really be ignored. I know that personally, I, I would kind of feel the same. I'd feel a bit defensive, but please know that, you know, for those of us who listen, th this is exactly what we're looking for. It, you know, what you're willing to share and, and is valuable. And I think I've said before in one of the calls, I think what you end up going through is what a lot of us go through, the same topics. So uh, yeah, I'm just glad you keep doing it uh, because it is definitely worthwhile. Thanks, man. Hey, it's Jay. This is Roleplay Rescue, and today I have a short rant on the idea that what we do, each of us, is inherently valuable. Jay's gonna bring me back Give me a plus one to attack Oh, 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 I won't come back to the dice Whoa, oh, oh, oh. I think I need some good advice. I need a roleplay rescue. Oh, yeah. I need a roleplay rescue. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you to Brian for the call in at the top of the show. He was responding to a short comment I made about having been trolled on the blog and then going on to explain why I do what I do. The criticism I often hear is that those of us who talk about our difficulties and struggles, especially around mental health challenges, are, and these are the words of the troll, self-absorbed, self-obsessed, whinging, narcissistic, and a symptom of a culture gone bad. My assertion is that, on the contrary, talking about our experience and sharing our experience, whether in everyday life or at the gaming table, is exactly what it means to be a human being. We are all inherently valuable. Our work is inherently valuable. And our games are inherently valuable. What I do isn't for everybody. I made it for those people who, like me, are seeking something different and something deeper from their role-playing games. But I also record my GM's journal and upload it for my patrons because that is what they keep telling me they want to hear. You heard Brian say it. It's valuable. It's what he wants to hear. And so while my podcast, blog and other published stuff isn't for everyone, it is for those people who are seeking that kind of thing. People like us are looking for discovery. We are looking to each other for honest and open camaraderie. We are wanting to enjoy the creativity we all share. We want to play and watch each other play, but we are also willing to share in each other's pains. That is what community means to us, and it's what we came here to do, together. The unbelievers are welcome to their opinions. I love that there are people who think, feel, and act differently to me. And I love that they don't want what I want. They are inherently valuable too. The troll is doing the best that they can at that moment, and letting us know that we didn't make our stuff for them. And that's okay. 
We don't have to all be the same, like the same things, think the same way. We can accept the differences. My assertion is that whatever we do, individually or collectively, as gamers, friends and curious onlookers, it all has value. It's valuable because you made it, because you thought it, because you shared it with us. We might not like it, agree with it or want it, but you gave of yourself. It's valuable because being a human being is inherently valuable. You don't have to earn anything, do or say anything more. We love that you are already here. Growing up, I did not feel adequate. I was constantly reminded of the expectations that I wasn't living up to. My parents would tell me, teachers told me, adults around the community would tell me, and the kids who didn't understand me, they would tell me. Sometimes I would be hit, spat on or kicked for not meeting the expectations. This was the era of caning in school, so once or twice I was even thwacked for not being adequate. And you know what I learned? Yeah, I learned to feel inadequate. It took me most of my life to realise the truth, that I was always adequate. I was always just who I needed to be each and every moment of my life. Mistakes were made that were just what I was capable of in those moments. Decisions were made that shaped who I have become. All of it was the journey of my life thus far, and all of it is exactly what it needed to be. And those folks who told me I was inadequate, well, they were right. I wasn't what they expected. And that's okay, because I'm not defined by the expectations of others. I am exactly who I have grown up to be and being me is enough. It's the same for you. There has never been another you in the entire history of the universe. There won't ever be another you for however long the sun continues to burn and beyond. And right now, you're the only human being who is capable of being you. Your experiences, your thoughts, your beliefs, your feelings and your actions all belong uniquely to you. And we are waiting to see what you are going to share with us. Because I believe that human beings are designed for community. We evolved for each other. Our creativity, energy and drive is to provide for our needs and then share our dreams with each other. The stories we tell day in and day out are how we are making sense of our experience. And role-playing games bring this purpose to light. I think that there is a deeply valuable purpose to our playing games together. I believe we can discover more about each other and more about ourselves than you might initially suspect. It might look like you are merely playing an elf game and imagining your way into a meaningless escape from reality, but that's not what is going on at all. Role-playing games allow us to shift frames from the regular mundane life we experience daily into the fantastic and inspiring other world. We get to change who we are through the ritual enactment of character. Because of the way the mind cannot tell the difference between what we imagine and what we experience, we get to test drive new and exciting ways of being. As the old PlayStation advert said, we have travelled a thousand worlds and experienced wondrous things, and like the hero on the mythic journey, we come back changed. Growing up, I learned to imagine the future through the lens of hope as much as through the lens of despair. 
I've been to Utopia, and I have been to the collapse of all civilization. I have walked the ashen, skull-littered ruins of the post-AI war zone, where we had been hunted near to extinction. And I've also stood atop lofty towers crafted by arcane magi and looked towards a horizon filled with beautiful forests and hopeful, fantastic deeds. I was always dreaming, always imagining, seeking to understand, curious to know, and willing to give all I could to make the world a better place. In return, I was acutely aware of how little the TV industrial complex valued me and how much I owed to the commercialised world around me, of how much I was expected to contribute through my labour and my shopping, and it is no wonder that I felt despair. It wasn't me who was defective. It was the expectations of the world and its denizens that were simply out of whack with the reality of who I and you are. Not that I am some special superior being, not at all. It's that the world was about to change, and we were part of that change. We were the change we have already made. Think about how culture has shifted. Fantasy and science fiction, horror and mystery, the return of the spiritual and the paranormal back towards the mainstream. We did that, collectively. People like us enjoy stuff like this. And that's what makes us inherently human and inherently valuable. We bring ourselves to the world, and the world, the collective human culture, asks us to show our work. Who are we? What's our contribution? Who can we touch? It doesn't have to be everyone, because it only has to be those who we are made to serve. Our tribe. Our people. Us. So here's my suggestion. Find your people. Discover who wants the kind of experience you are seeking. Be open about who you are, what you want, and where you are going. Make your contribution by showing up. Only you can do this for us. When are you going to begin? Let's come back to the gaming table with this idea in mind. You are inherently valuable. When you show up at someone's gaming table to play, you are bringing all your uniqueness to the game. Run the character you want to run. Discover the world through the choices you get to make in role. Play the way only you can play. Let go of self-judgment and embrace camaraderie. Embrace us with you there at the table. We are waiting to see what you'll do next. If you're the GM... Offer your game. Give us the choice of your ideas and your worlds. If you want to run this or that, it's all good. We are wanting to sit at your table and experience what you are seeking to offer us. Not all of us want what you want, but that's okay, because what you get to offer is your ideas, your perspective, your experience and your passion. Shun those who reject you, ignore those who criticise you, and especially avoid those who don't want what you want, but who insist on trolling you about what they want. Find your tribe, your gamers, your group. And if you are playing alone, that's great too. This is your playground, and it's what you choose it to be. Those solo sessions build your skills and explore your ideas, shaping who you are and preparing you for whatever contribution you are seeking to make. 
It's okay if gaming is your downtime just for you and your passionate gift to the rest of us takes the form of your work, your family, your other projects or your art. We want you to play for as long as you want to play. Remember that play is valuable in and of itself. It is play that is one of the most powerful experiences life has to offer. Once we connect and we begin to play, we experience flow. Time stops for our experience and we are present here in the world, alive and engaged. We arrive through play. From there, we can practice and become better. Others will see our play and then seek to join in. And so we make new connections. Role-playing games are about connection through characters and worlds to each other and to ourselves. We can experience stories of wonder and situations of terror, but we do it safely. We do it together or alone. It's a ritual space, a sacred possibility, and it's uniquely human. Happy delving dungeons and smiting goblins? Go and do that. Want to tell tall tales and experience the rhythms of good story? Yeah, go do that as well. Want to experience fantasy, a believable and a rich otherworld? Well, go and do that if you choose. Whether you prefer the crunch of the game system, the flow of the narrative or the details of the world, it's all available to each of us in whatever measure we prefer. You will find those who want to share it with you. It's all there for those who are seeking, and we are all waiting to see what you'll choose to do next. You are inherently valuable. Go out and discover. Game on. Hey, Jason here. Just listen to Roleplay Rescue 10-7. And yet there was never doubt in my mind that it would work pulling all the mechanics behind the screen but hopefully this episode will help some of the doubting Thomases realize that there is something there I I don't know that it's the only way I would want to play but it, I definitely wouldn't mind playing that way so interesting interview thank you for putting it out hang in there keep up the great work we'll talk to you soon hey there Jason thanks for your call in I always appreciate that and yeah, I'm glad that it, it resonated with you to some degree. Um, I don't think I would ever want to play always that way either. I kind of don't understand this thing where we've kind of built up in our head that you either do it that way or that way. And in fact, you know, what I'm discovering is that I really enjoy the Other World Emerged game with uh, all the rules behind the screen, which of course is pushing the extremes of, of a style of play. I also like mucking about, especially with the kids, but, you know, probably with my mates mucking about in a dungeon, you know, killing a few monsters, nicking their treasure. I enjoy the other extreme as well. Um, and I enjoy a lot of things in between. For me, it's about the character and about the world. And the play style obviously can enhance the effect that you're looking for. And I guess that's what I'm trying to kind of communicate here. But the reason I keep kind of emphasizing this particular direction is partly because I'm not hearing anyone else really talking about it very much. And secondly, because... A lot of people tell me it will never work. It can't work. And, of course, the truth is, it does work. And we're having fun doing it. So, anyway, I just thank you so very much for, you know, your generous call and the feedback. And I'm hoping that someone else out there also finds 
what we are doing, you know, Jeff, Derek, and Bob and I over on the Northern Isles, they find that useful too. Anyway, thanks for your calling, mate. Great to hear from you. I hope you're well. And that's it for this week. Big thank you once again for showing up and listening. Roleplay Rescue is supported and funded by the generous contributions of patrons, and I want to thank every single one of them. Your generosity keeps me going. Thank you. If you're interested in supporting the show, you can join the Patreon for $1 at patreon.com slash rpgrescue. All the contact details for the podcast are in the show notes. Finally, I'd like to say another big thank you to John from Tale of the Manticore for the theme music. And that, as they say, is a wrap. My name is Che Webster. This is Roleplay Rescue. See you again next time. Game on.